Good morning and welcome to Faith FM's Breakfast Show. You're listening to 87.6, 87.8 or 88 FM across our beautiful network, as Lyle would say. Mm. Uh, we're having some fun here with our Lyle at the moment. Uh, it's Lawson and Mon filling in. I'll uh, be back, of course, uh, in the next show, whenever that gets broadcast. Yep. This is a delayed broadcast introduction, as I'm sure you all know. And uh, Lawson, I've got to tell you today, I am just feeling so accomplished. Yeah. I'm feeling so accomplished this morning. I feel good. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I, I feel James Brown good. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I um, So I don't know if you, um, I don't know if I told you, but since I came back from the wedding in Germany back in October last year, and I had like just the worst jet lag I ever had for mm-hmm. two months my, my schedule it was just really messes with your head anyway uh, since that time I've actually not been able to, to get my schedule together properly and this mm-hmm. morning was the first morning I managed to get to the gym before work and I Amazing. just feel incredible right now I feel like I could lift this building up and like Carry it to Darwin or lift his name on high. Yeah, that's that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yes, I'm really grateful. Um, I had the help of a friend to get me up this morning, get me up and out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I, f- I feel amazing. Uh, what are you grateful for this morning, Lawson? Oh, I am just so grateful for the fellowship of the church. You know, oh, uh, yeah. I, I talked about this yesterday, but you did but, actually, but. Um, Actually, yesterday, yesterday afternoon, I was working in in the church, just getting some stuff done, and then afterwards, um, I'm batching it at the moment. I'm at um, I'm at my home by myself, and um, I was like, man, I'm real hungry. I don't want to go home and cook, so I drove over to the uh, Hamilton Church food pantry and just loaded up. <laughs> and it was awesome. They they do a meal there. Of of course they they give out food pantry groceries. Um, but they do a two course meal there, and I just just jumped in and had had a awesome. It was baked potato with Ooh. with veggie mince and and whatnot. It was it was sick. And then like but like the good sick. And then it yeah, kind of sounds like you're plugging. Afterwards. Yeah, I am kind of plugging. Yeah, because dude, these Hamilton. guys these guys like feed my Thursday night every week. Oh, it's there you just, go. It's just the best. I guess if you're in the Hamilton area, you can get on down there and uh, mm-hmm. check that out. We have an interesting show coming up for you today. I'm going to be talking about some GMO, some genetically gemeti- genetically <laughs> modified plants, which I never thought I'd be into, but I think I'm into this one. You know, it's a bit weird for yeah. me. Something has to change your mind every now and then. And uh, Lawson's going to be. Uh, Giving out some hard truths during yep. our question of the yep. day. A little bit scary today. Yeah, we actually got some, cop some flack after yesterday's question of the day. Lawson did. But you know what? Truth is truth. It has to be spoken. It has to be spoken, whether or not you cop flack or not. And, uh, of course, we have uh, an interesting giveaway at the end of today's show as well. So yes, we do. Habla Español. Stay tuned. Sí, <laughs> do you actually speak Spanish? Sí. No, yeah, sure. Hey, yo sé poco español, sí. Yeah, mi español es muy mal. <laughs> un poquito, un poquito. Más despacio, por favor. Anyway, stay tuned. We'll speak English, I promise. <laughs> Oh, 
welcome back. That was Francesca Battistelli with If We're Honest. Really great song. I like that one. Mm. Do you like that one? Mm. Yeah. I was. I couldn't quite it. tell because you started singing a different song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was singing a song that's going to be coming up soon. Torrin Wells is known. So oh, listen out for that because that's Wells. a banger. Yeah, that's I've really gotten into him recently. Awesome. Wouldn't it be funny? If our producer decided, you know what? Let me switch that song another time. Talking about she's, it, she's nodding her head in the studio. <laughs> she's gonna do it. <laughs> I really like his song uh, "Hills and Valleys." Yeah, oh. especially because there's two versions. There's like the poppy production version. Oh and yeah, then, and then there's the it's called the va- I think it's the hills version. Or oh, the, no, the valley version. Yes, the, the valley or whatever yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. But it's it's a, just a piano version. Yeah, that's of the one that. I like. Ah, oh, it yeah. is amazing. It's everything. I was listening to that over Christmas uh, when I was visiting my parents. I had it on YouTube. And I had it on repeat. Anyway, Lawson, Mm -hmm. time to get our brains into action with our quiz this morning. This is a Who Am I quiz, and the first clue is Pharaoh imprisoned his chief baker and chief cupbearer in my house. Oh, mm. what? Mm-hmm. Pharaoh imprisoned his chief baker and chief cupbearer in, in my, my house. house. Yes, Lawson's got his pen and paper ready, but he's got nothing to write down because it doesn't look like he knows the answer. In my <laughs> look how confused in my he is. house. If you know the answer, give us a call 1 800 Faith FM. It's 1 800 324 843. Or you can text 0491 That texting number again, uh, 0491. 064-669. We always get in trouble because we say the texting number too fast. If you know the answer, give us a call or a text and uh, you could win the prize. Um, what's the prize this morning? It's I haven't looked it up. We're going to get a prize out of the prize <laughs> box in the next ad break and we'll tell you what the prize is. But it's going to be good. Uh, and you're still blank, aren't you? Look at that. I'm just doing a little video for Instagram, but look at that lovely little blank I'm, face. I'm really confused because I know like the, the story. The story, yeah. I know it's very the, famous the story. story. It's like one of my Don't favorites. Don't say any of the, the names Bible. attached to it because you might But I'm give just it away. trying to work out like. Don't say any names. He imprisoned in the house. Don't say any names. I'm I'm struggling. Okay, good. I I'm like it when you struggle. Mind. I like it when you struggle. Anyway, Lawson, let, let, let me tell you. Do okay. you see how I didn't do the lilit for your name? Because I know you don't like you it. You just did it then. I did it for the lilit, not the Lawson. Okay. Anyway. Let's let's go. Come on. People are like, what are they talking about? <laughs> Lawson doesn't like it when I go Lawson. So I Cause try it and ma- just and stop. Man, since... Tingles down my spine. Does it really? Like, oh, I, it must be the way that? I don't like when people call me Monique because my name is not Monique. They think okay, they Monique. think that Monica is short for Monique, but it's not. What is it short for? Monique? Oh, ha. No, it's just <laughs> Monica. My name is Monica. But you can call me Mon because we're friends. Okay. Okay, Lawson. Time to talk about... Uh, genetic modification. So, Ooh. are you into genetic mod? Oh Do yeah, you? I'm super into it. Like, <laughs> like I, I, you know, you every, people, every weekend it's a hobby. Are you one of those people who tries to like avoid GMO foods and that kind of thing? Um, <clears throat> not necessarily. Okay. Like I'm not crazy. Like my eyes are open. Like uh-huh. all that sort of stuff. But I, yeah. Well, you know, it was, I'm sure that you understand having gone to school and stuff that plants, like trees and stuff, they clean the air, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it turns out scientists have developed a new house plant that cleanses your home of the worst chemicals in the air. Ooh. Isn't that crazy? Man. So obviously, I mean, people don't want to live in a home filled with, you know, airborne chemicals. Chemicals scare people a lot. Um, so the researchers have come up with an ingenious way of cleansing indoor um, spaces of contaminants. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Like some people use air filters uh, to keep, like, you know, particular uh, offensive allergens and dust particles uh, at bay. Uh, but some hazardous compounds are too small to be trapped, actually, uh, in these filters. So uh, stuff like uh, chloroform, which can be found in chlor- uh, chlorinated water, and benzene, which is a compound of gasoline. It builds up in our houses when we um, we shower, we boil water, or when we store cars or lawnmowers in our attached garages. Uh, so exposure an exposure to benzene and chloroform has actually been linked to cancer. So it's actually pretty serious. Um, mm. But the researchers, they're from the University of Washington. They've now genetically modified this common house, house plant, pothos ivy, that's the technical name for it, to remove these these two chemicals from the air around it. So it removes chloroform and benzene from the air. It's just incredible. Um, so the modified plant, I'm going to get a little bit sciencey here. The modified plant express a protein called 2E1. Mm-hmm. that transforms these compounds into molecules so the plants can then uh, use it to support their own growth. Wow. Isn't that cool? So, in like a, I guess in layman terms, the scientists taught the plants how to eat the bad stuff so that we don't have to consume it into our wow. bodies. I wonder what kind of training you need to be. You know, like with a dog, you have a whistle and, <laughs> and food, and with a plant, you just like... No, they didn't train it like that. Like they... <laughs> They altered it. Come on, buddy. You got this. <laughs> eat the benzene. Eat the benzene. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. I think this is actually really cool. Mm. Um, if I w- And I want to hear from our people. So give us a call and tell us what you think about GMO. Uh, 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. Um, I, I have to admit that even though this is cool, if I was expected to eat this plant, I'd be a little bit concerned because I'm not sure that I'm really into eating... GMOs, no. Neither. I mean, I'm not. I'm not like losing my mind over it because I think the stress over these kind of issues mm. is worse for you than <laughs> the actual thing yeah. itself. Oh man, like the the super GMO like third eye open crazy people who are like, oh man, everything in the shop is. Well, GMO. Let's not offend our listeners, Lawson. <laughs> okay, but but it's yeah, it, but, but it does it makes yeah makes life so stressful. Yeah, yeah. You know? I remember one time I went to a health lecture. Um, and there was a doctor who did a talk about water. Mm. And, uh, and you think he'd talk about how good water is for you. Uh, but actually, he talked, uh, he went through all the different types of water, like, you know, tap water, filtered water, um, purified water, bottled water, alkaline water, just all these different waters. And basically ripped them all to shreds and told us how they're just not good enough. You just shouldn't drink water. Yeah. And then got to the end of it. And like, we, of course, thought that he was building to when he told us which water was the best water. But he never did. And he stopped the, the stopped the speech there, and then that was the end of the evening. And we were just sitting there, like petrified. Like I was like, I feel so scared to drink anything right now. Like I might as well just switch to juice and not drink water at all. But it's the, it's the kind of stress of of these, you know, mm-hmm. these. I guess I, they're not positive, but we have to admit that we live in a, a mm-hmm. in a sin wrecked world. Yeah, and uh, and stressing over them is not going to help us. So, mm-hmm. um, my stance on water, just by the way, any water is better than no water. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I mean, unless yeah. your water's got cyanide in it, then maybe yeah. take yeah, a break. <laughs> <laughs> just, just ease up, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so this plant, I actually kind of want one, uh, Pothos Ivy. I would like to have one of these, maybe in our studio even. Uh, it took them two years to do the environmental engineering on this, um, and a whole team of people in this environmental engineering department. Um I mean, two years is a long time, especially because most GMO stuff only takes a few months to do. Mm. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so this is really cool. If Yeah, give us a call if you have an opinion about GMO. We would love to hear from mm. you. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. 
Lawson. All right. I want to tell What's you a up? really sweet story. Okay. Uh, this is so beautiful. It's going to rot my teeth. Sweet. No, like, no, is, not is that, that sweet. Not that sweet. It's going to be sweet to your soul. Like, ah, what's that okay. verse in the Bible about honey being good for you because it's nice and sweet? That kind of sweet. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, I'm sure you know of, um, oh, what's that magazine that people sell on the side of the road uh, to get themselves back on their feet? The uh, magazine. Yeah, you know how um, if, if people are like struggling with homelessness or with unemployment, they have that magazine that um, they can purchase and they can stand on the side of the road and they can sell it and they make a profit and it becomes like a little business for them. And it's specifically made for that purpose. I forgot the name of it. Anyway, we have one in Australia. They have them in many, many countries around the world. Uh, and there was one in England and uh, and – there's a young man, well, actually, it's probably not that young anymore. His name is Jeffrey Knight. And for the last 21 years, he's made a bit of a name for himself in the city uh, centre of Bristol in England. A mm. uh, oh, big issue. It's called Big Issue. That's it. And um, and he was selling Big Issue, uh, the UK version, um, there in the centre of Bristol uh, for 21 years. So he's been homeless for a long time. Uh, but apparently, he is just one of the happiest people on the city streets. He gives fist bumps. He compliments people. He hands out hugs and high fives. And just been cheering people up for the last two decades. Wow. Um, so, yeah, he actually moved to Bristol from uh, Jamaica in the 90s after he lost um, his family um, after prolonged violence in the country. So he came as a refugee, rough time. The people love him so much that over 500 people recently chipped in to buy him his own V-Dub camper. So he now That's has sweet. a mobile home. Yeah. It's just so... Like, they just appreciated his contribution to their city so much. Mm. And the way he's just... His positivity has just been spreading. And how sweet is that? Yeah. How oh, sweet is that? Yeah. Maybe next time you see uh, someone saying a big issue on the street, first of all, buy one. And then have a little chat. I actually that's interesting. I, I saw people selling Big Issue down in Melbourne, but I had no idea what it was. So yeah, that, that's what it is. Go. If you see someone selling Big Issue, give them, give them a, give, get a copy and give them a high five and tell them to have a good day. Spread some positivity.
That was Matthew Mould, You and Your Crown. I'm having such a laugh sitting here right now. Lawson is losing his mind because he's figured out the answer to the breakfast Bible quiz, but he doesn't understand why it's the answer. Yeah, I'm I'm super confused because I don't know if it's entirely accurate, but... It must be accurate. It, but it, it, I don't think it's... It's not going to hinder your understanding of the quiz. If you know the story, you'll know the quiz, so... You ready, for, you ready for so clue give, number give two? Give us another clue. Give okay. us another clue, okay. Monica. Um, should I run past clue number one again, just in case yeah, people yeah. are wondering? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so clue number one is a Who Am I quiz. Clue number one was Pharaoh imprisoned his chief baker and chief cupbearer in my house. And then clue number two, and actually if you go to your Bible and read the story like we just did, clue number two will totes give it away. So clue number two is this. I was one of the Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. Give us a call if you know who that is. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. If you get it right, we'll send the prize. Oh, we didn't get the prize out of the prize box again. <laughs> I was too busy brushing my hair during that break. Classic. <laughs> we'll let you know what the prize is in the next section. <laughs> but go ahead, Lawson, you've got some news right. for us, I believe. So we have some, some news from around the world, but we're going to start right here in Australia. I'm going to be talking a lot about weather today. Okay. Uh, different Different things that are happening in the weather. So in Australia... Um, 20, 2018 was the hottest, well, I think it was the third hottest year on record. It's, oh, really? And we're on an, uh, an, an incline of a trend at the moment of, of the weather being hot. And I can truly attest to like, winter was not cold. Oh yeah. yeah. Winter was a, winter, winter was, was a fast. Chill. Like, I don't think I remember, I don't even remember wearing a scarf the whole time. Like it was, it was by far one of the warmest winters we had. And it was interesting because I think around the the 2014 2015 mark winter in in especially in newcastle was extremely cold um i i wasn't here for that winter but i i, I was overseas but i know it was cold because i remember talking to my family a lot and they're like this is seriously like the coldest winter ever um so we've had an extremely warm winter last year and now we're coming into summer and we're starting to see record-breaking temperatures in all of the capitals we're seeing adelaide um in the 40s melbourne in the mid 30s um you know 
just all of these different capital cities. You've got Sydney in the mid thirties as well. Hobart in the in the in the low to mid thirties. Hobart, like these uh, Canberra in the mid thirties as well. We're just seeing um, just very high peak temperatures, and not only peak temperatures, but in terms of averages, just extremely hot, hotter than. Um, hotter than most years you know and we're we're pretty lucky in australia that we're a little bit you know we're on the coast here and um the the weather it'll be hot for a couple days and then you'll have to days like today where it's um pretty cool you know mid mid 20s and then it'll be hot for some days but we're seeing as well even even newcastle's bucking the trend and is starting to 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 run an average of of being more hot well simultaneously while we're having you know an extremely hot summer um, over in Europe, in you know, in the in the more eastern area, in your, you know, G- Germany through Switzerland through Sov- Slovakia in mm-hmm. that area, they're having record snowfall what? and record winters. Um, it's just it's it's wild, and it's gotten to the point now where the the snowfall and the weather's actually been been becoming really deadly. They've had multiple avalanches already um, in this winter. That's quite strange because you'd think that uh, with global warming, everywhere is getting warmer. You'd think that their winters would be mild as well. Mm, but I, I think the thing that we're seeing... instead, of, uh, you'd, you'd think instead of having the two extremes, one really cold and one really hot, mm-hmm. you'd think that everything would just be getting hotter. Yeah. I, I can't really talk to global warming. You know, okay, I, I'm yeah. not an expert. But what I can talk to is extreme weather mm-hmm. um, and how it's becoming more and more extreme as the years go. And we're seeing this by, you know, it constantly breaking, breaking records, you know. Mm. And... We're seeing, yeah, in these these parts of of Europe, it's just these deadly snowfalls and deadly avalanches. It's just really rocking the place. Um, already this winter, sixteen people have lost their lives, really, due to to avalanches and extreme snowfall. Um, and unfortunately, one of the co- stories coming out from Europe today is a sixteen year old Australian um, boy. Has, has lost his life in an avalanche. Just really, really tragic story. Um, he was in... Him and his family were over in, in Europe. You know, the parents are mid-50s and then the two sons, one's 16 and one's 14. Um, and they're on a skiing trip in Austria um, when, you know, they're on the side of a of a hill and an avalanche started and um, the the mum and this the 16-year-old boy were, were together and they sort of... You know, this avalanche started coming and they just kind of fell off their skis and just were laying there. And um, apparently, yeah, there was like a four four meter deep shift of snow. Oh, yeah. Um, and unfortunately, the, the mother was able to get out, but unfortunately, the, the son wasn't. And it was just, it's just wild. Um, just the way that, yeah, it, like it is an extremely tragic story, you know, where... You know, a couple, a family goes over for a holiday in in Europe, and and tragedy strikes like, like that. But it's just, it's just attesting to just the extreme weather that's yeah. happening. And and I think because we live in a time more than any other time where we have the ability, we have the the tools and the and the the technology to be able to get through this. You know, um, we have the yeah the tools and the technology to be able to to withstand the elements, which was something that wasn't really afforded to to people in the past but it's we're still seeing like you know record snowfall and with that record number of fatalities and and people 
And this is just this is a sign of time, sign of times, hundred percent. And that's that's what I wanted to get to is you know, um, the Bible says that the earth cries out in the end Mm. times. You know, um, and I think you know now more than ever we can see it because we can actually test it and we can see. um, Actually, I I preach a sermon on this at church. You know about the signs of the times, and we can see that the earth. You know, in terms of in terms of earthquakes, in terms of extreme weather, we're just on this this J curve um, of increase and we're seeing that the world is becoming worse and worse and worse in this state, which is very clearly a sign of the times. I think another thing that's really interesting about the signs of the times is, is one of the, one of the signs that God gives is he's like, Hey, yeah, I'll destroy those who destroy the earth. Um, We live in one of the first generations of history that actually have the ability to do that. To destroy the earth, you know, before the Industrial Revolution, what could man really do to the earth? You know, what could we really level? What could we really... Yeah, none of our machines were that destructive or polluted. Yeah, we mm. couldn't, We, you know, we couldn't just clear, you know, massive forests in, a, in you know, the snap of the fingers. We couldn't do the things that we could do now. You know, yeah, but, McDonald's didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, these kinds of things, yeah, we're just seeing that our world is, um, man, our world is struggling. Um, and... You know, some of the conservative estimates that are being thrown out is by, you know, 20, around the 2060 area. If we had, if we keep going down this same track of using fossil fuels and, and the amount of consumption that we have, the, the, the temperature of the world is going to increase to a point where we're only sustainable for around a billion people. Mm. Um, this is crazy. That's, that's one seventh of our current population. And, and so, yeah, it's just, we, I, I can just see so clearly, um, and I think a lot of people can too. That's why, you know, we're, we're part of our 20 million movement of people who are studying the Bible, getting ready for the end times. But many more people um, than just that, we can see super clearly like, yeah, the world is falling apart. If any time the world was falling apart, it's now. What do you think is the major cause of, like, global warming and world polluting okay so it's like this is actually something that's extremely contested um i'm not gonna say like there are there are definitely courses so you're not gonna i'm gonna say if you're not gonna oh, say. i'm gonna say what they are <laughs> but i'm just gonna say like these are the causes um and people get like crazy up in arms about it like i know people personally who are like oh global warming's a myth and, and whatnot whereas you just look at the data and you're like well Something's happening at least, but some of the causes, um, you know, one one of the big ones that we've seen, one of the big ones that you know we've been crying out for the last twenty years has been the greenhouse effect. You know, the increased pollution in the air, um, adding to the ozone layer and causing hotter weather. Weather, um, you know, land- which I'm like, I just want to say, animal agriculture. Sorry, animal agriculture. That's yeah. the majorest cause of yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. We're also seeing the the decrease in arable land. Um, which comes from, you know, water toxicity from... Mm. Um, they're seeing that a lot in America with the whole fracking, you know, obtaining gas that way. They're just ruining water supplies in arable land um, because it's all getting filled with, with toxic substances. So it's just just wild. Well, this is a uh, hotly contested topic, like you just said. If you think you have the answer, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Next, we have Lyle's interview uh, with Dr. Barry Harker, the part three. <laughs> Inside me, 
Back everybody, you're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia and we are once again with Dr. Barry Harker. Uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Barry Harker. Good to be with you again. And we've been talking over the last couple of days about the concepts of uh, democracy, liberal democracy versus liberal democracy. We've been talking about uh, freedom over equality or equality over freedom. We have been talking about uh, gender politics and how that all of these issues and even even such issues as you know Islamic immigration and so forth that are combining together really to cause a um, an erosion of both democracy and religious liberty uh, in Western countries that have taken it for granted for generations mm-hmm. um, and so really we find ourselves now in a in, in a situation where you know as, as you stated in your lecture um, a week or so ago, 2018 was the year of unraveling 
I called it the great unraveling because that's what's happening. So what, what are some of the issues that what are some of the major issues that are driving the unraveling of liberal democracy? Well, there's a um, an American lecturer in government at Harvard University, Yasha Mounk, who wrote a book um, called The People Versus Democracy, Why Our Freedom is in Danger and How to Save It. He says that the Western democracies are under under pressure. And he talks about deconsolidation. Now, if you and I consolidate something, we're making it stronger. If you deconsolidate, you're weakening it. And so the democracies are being threatened by three things that he identifies. One was social media, because if you're going to communicate political ideas, social ideas, cultural ideas, they normally used to flow in particular channels through the major media sources. Now with social media, it's much less um, together than it was in the past. There's a fragmentation. Everybody has a voice. There's a fra- that's right. There's a fragmentation of media. And everyone having a voice is not necessarily a bad thing. It's a, in fact, it's a good thing. But it has a pressure on the way in which our society operates because it can lead to people operating in their own silos. Imagine, you know, some grain silos all, all together. Where and that's you- the algorithm's behind social media, they build those silos. Yes, that, that means that you're going to be talking largely to the people that share your values. Mm-hmm. And you can shut out people that you don't want to listen to. And in fact, that's becoming increasingly common. So you get people speaking past each other with megaphones. Uh, not talking to each other, but speaking past each other or talking to their own constituency. And so you're getting an increasing um, division cultural division in our society to the point for example in the united states where um, i was just reading a um, an article it's just uh, here it's uh, from the new yorker just recently and it was called doomsday prep doomsday prep for the super rich the super rich are actually spending money on building places where they can isolate themselves and survive Lit- should there be silos. a complete breakdown of society and so and i've also noticed on tv there's a program called doomsday preppers as well so this whole idea that um, the culture is fracturing to the point where people are seriously considering that it may fall apart Mm. so the social And and the mega rich are not the uh the mega um insane no there's a reason why they have wealth. The reason why they have it. Because they're highly intelligent people and they know what is going on in the world. Yes. So the, he identifies these three things. One was social media. So the fact that we're communicating in different ways and we're doing it with less civility than we have for a long while. I mean, lack of civility has always been around on, on some issues and some cultures. But yeah, but going through mainstream media, it is somewhat curbed. Through, through the mainstream media, yeah. yes, it is. Whereas when you go th- outside the mainstream media, which is, you know, the, uh, the YouTube generation, the Facebook generation or whatever, you know, the whole concept of online bullying has become a, you know, a, a massive issue because people are much more strident yes. in the online environment than what they would be face-to-face even. Yes. So, so that social media is putting stress on our institutions and the way that we conduct our business and how we govern ourselves. The second one is economic stagnation. A lot of people, particularly in the United States, haven't had the benefits of globalization. And this is why we have Trump, for example. People felt that um, despite Trump's deficiencies, that he was worth giving a go because he was at least offering people 
something better than what they felt that they had in the past. So we have to understand that a lot of people got left uh, left behind with globalization. Globalization largely lifted the the poor in the world, but it's had some backlashes in in the in the in the Western industrialized countries where people felt that they were getting left behind. So. So economic stagnation is a really important one, but you can see that um, if you don't have people feeling good about their own personal living circumstances or if they feel that their their um, standard of living is declining because of globalisation, immigration, cheap labour, uh, all of these sorts of things, then they're going to opt for a conservative reactionary approach to politics, and that's, I think, what we've seen with, um, with President Trump. A number so, of other countries as well. We can think of the Philippines, Brazil, Hungary. You know, this is, this is not something that's just sort of isolated to one country, is it? That's right. And so the third thing that um, Mank identifies is identity politics. So you've got social media... Mm-hmm. You've got economic stagnation and you've got identity politics. These are the three things that he identifies um, as putting the, uh, the Western democracies particularly under pressure at this time. And identity politics, I think, illustrates the concept of equality over freedom versus freedom over equality probably more starkly it does. than anything else. It does indeed. So that freedom over equality or equality over freedom is just a, a, a model, just a way of understanding what's actually going on. But if you look at what he says, he says that each of these problems, and he's talking social media, stagnation and identity, points the way to an urgent and daunting challenge. Meeting any of these challenges is going to be extremely difficult. Meeting all three at once may turn out to be impossible, and yet we have to try for the fate of liberal democracy may depend upon it. Now, that's uh, a lecturer in government at Harvard University. Uh, he's someone that we need to take notice of when mm. he starts talking in this sort of language. And, and just, to, just to pick up on a point that you made in a previous presentation that um, you know, our listener may not have, have heard, um, and that is that you pointed out that historically democracy is an aberration of history. Mm. Uh, the majority of people who have lived, the vast majority of people who have ever lived on the planet have not lived under a democracy, and democracies historically are fragile. Yes. We have numerous examples of democracies uh, that have come into being and collapsed very, very rapidly, and so we should never take it for granted that our, de- our liberal democracy will continue or that it will continue to be a liberal democracy, could very easily become an illiberal democracy. Yes. I don't think... Uh, I think this is the point that he's, he's, this Harvard professor here is pointing out. I can't see Western countries adopting communism, for example. Sure. But I can see them becoming illiberal mm. in the way that they treat their minorities. So an illiberal democracy is basically majority rule rather than constitutional rule. Yes. And, uh, so it's not democracy we want. We want constitutional democracy. That's right, because that's what creates liberty a liberal democracy. And it makes, it makes it possible for minorities to exist. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we come to this issue of um, gender politics and uh, identity politics, these kinds of um, issues that, you know, is, a, is really right front and centre of what we're dealing with here in Australia right now um, and will be a continuing issue over the next few months, will become an election issue, um, is our liberal democracy being undermined and 
is this something that we're going to be facing more and more of over the next few months and why? Well, I think if you look at the issue of LGBTIQA rights, the issue there is identity. It's all about identity and that you cannot have, as we've said before, you cannot have equality unless your identity is recognised and celebrated. And I think this is this is the link between the equality issue and what's happening in our in our culture today. Most people are pretty tolerant. They want to see little or no discrimination against people. They want people to be able to thrive um, as individuals and as groups in our society, and that's a that's a worthy goal. We have to be careful, though, about this equality, liberty, liberty, equality issue because we have to decide what sort of society we want to live in and what sort of rights um, that we want to continue to uh, to have in our society, to, the rights to maintain. Do we want to let go of religious liberty in favour of identity issues? These are the sorts of questions that we as a culture need to be asking ourselves at this time. And I think a lot, of, a lot of what we've been talking about the last few days is sort of beneath the surface. It's not being discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the commentary does discuss it, but it's not the sort of thing that the whole culture is talking about. No, well, I, I, I hear very little about this at all. I mean, the only the only thing that was really being discussed, you know, is uh, uh, the surface emotional issues. Yes. You know, oh, this person is being hated on, so therefore we have to react to that and we have a lot of reactionary policy that is being created that is is taking no thought to the kind of democracy that that is creating yes that's exactly right so the pressure and the stress is coming about from those three things as we mentioned mount's three ideas um the social media and the economic stagnation and then also the identity issues. These are the things that are pushing at our conception of liberty. Mm. So right now, our religious liberty in Australia is under tremendous threat. Um, we don't have the constitutional protections of the United States, and we've talked about this you know, quite a bit on Faith FM, particularly at the end of last year. Um, our religious liberty only exists by exemptions, um, and there was a push at the end of last year to remove those exemptions. Um, those, and of course, the idea to remove those exemptions is basically, uh, people are feeling that, uh, there is an inequality. And by removing the exemptions, they will be able to create equality. Um, and so, you know, as, as we move, you know, towards obviously a federal election and as religious liberty becomes more and more of an issue, this is behind it all, really, this is the issue that we're looking at was what kind of a democracy do I have? Exactly. And so if you look at the discrimination issues, for example, um, you have in Section 116 of the Constitution the right to freedom of religion, freedom of worship and so forth. So no one can tell you what you ought to be doing in relationship to your religious practice and so forth. But they can be curtailed by anti-discrimination legislation. Now, I think um, this is where we we see that if people haven't always played by the rules and been fair to minorities in the past, then there's going to be pressure from those minorities to have their identity issues front and centre and and protected. And if that means that you push back against people who traditionally might have seen your practices or your lifestyle as being somehow defective, then so be it. 
And that's what's happening in our culture. And a lot of Australians being particularly fair-minded about things, they want to see people given a fair go. But now the, 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 the trend has turned around so that Christianity, the very, under, the very underpinning of our culture, the thing that underpins our conceptions of private property, um, the way that we treat each other. Yeah, the reason uh, that we, go, the reason that we that. believe in a fair go is because we have a Christian heritage. That's, that's a right. Christian concept. The concept of fair go, that's a Christian And the foundation. concept that each individual is extremely valuable mm. because they have God-given rights. Um, and so this tension is something that's going to have to be worked out. And I think it will be worked out through the um, election process in 2019. What I find fascinating is that if you go back to the French Revolution, where you have equality and freedom that got out of balance with each other and equality became, you know, trumped freedom, one of the environmental factors that created, you know, the terror of the French Revolution was an almost universal hatred against the church that had grown up because of the abuses of the church. Do we have that here in Australia again? We do. And really it's being driven by, you know, the recent Royal Commission and praise God that we had that Royal Commission. And uh, But once again, we have a hatred against Christianity because of the abuses uh, that have taken place in the church. And so in many respects, we have... The ingredients, the same ingredients that the French Revolution had when it kicked off. Yes, historically the um, the Protestants in France were dealt with um, pretty harshly for several centuries prior to the Reformation, uh, prior to the Revolution, rather French Revolution, and so um, the people, when they revolted, they gave back in kind to the Church what they had seen the church deal out over the last couple of hundred years. And and so today we see that um, people look at Christianity in general, institutional Christianity, and they see all these deficiencies. And, um, and so they've lost sympathy to a large extent for Christianity based on what they see the institutions doing. But you've got to be careful to throw, not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Because if you throw the baby out with the bathwater, you lose one of the most essential things to human flourishing and one of the reasons why we want to live in our society. Mm-hmm. Australia will be changed dramatically. The, fair, the concept of the fair go, if it's applied in a radical and extreme way, has the potential to make our society a place, where, a place of conflict and where we don't really want to live. We'll be looking to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we have that example from around the world because, you know, if, if you look at, um, you know, various models of government that we have around the world now or we have had in the past, um, and you take the, you know, the, the extreme of equality over freedom, which is communism, I've never met anyone who's ever lived in a communist country who wants to go back to it. No. If you take the extreme of, um, you know, a, a union of church and state, say, for instance, the Islamic Republic of Iran, it's, it's, it proclaims itself in its name as a union of church and state. Um, I've never met anybody who, you know, who holds that up as, you know, the great utopian government of the world. Um, I, I don't think you're going to find those kind of people, and I don't think you're even going to find them in Iran. 
Um, and, you know, we could work our way around the world and there is a reason why Australia is called the lucky country. It's a reason why we love to live here and it's a reason why, you know, other people are clamouring to be here is because of the history of being a liberal democracy and and having religious liberty. And this is what religious liberty creates. And, and you've got it over and over again. You could go down through history. And so, yes, we have this backlash against religious liberty. We have a movement for, you know, majority rules. Okay, the majority doesn't like this, so let's just, you know, boot them out. Um, but we don't realize the danger of that. We will actually create a society that no one wants to live in. Yeah, I think it comes down to attempts to legislate morality. But morality can't be legislated. Morality is something that you do freely. Otherwise, it's not moral. If it's coerced, it's not morality. And so if you're going to try to have a moral culture, then you have to have freedom. And this is where we are defective as human beings. If, if all of us were working on principles that valued the other person, whatever their, whatever their background and so forth, then some of these issues wouldn't, wouldn't arise. It's sometimes because we have been imperfect in the way that we have uh, implemented our beliefs that has led to some of, this back, some of this backlash, some of this resentment against Christianity. And I think this, um, this is really the, the crux of the matter, that when we approach these issues, we need to approach them with good will to other individuals. Mm. We need to be listening to other people, mm. trying to find a way through these, uh, rather than just shouting at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think these are really important issues, and uh, we're going to see a lot more of it over the uh, over the next few months. And uh, yeah, we're definitely going to need to be standing up for religious liberty as it becomes a uh, a major issue. But uh, Dr. Barry Harker, Barry Harker, thank you for joining us um, on the breakfast show once again. Welcome. Right now, we're going to move on. Uh, right after this song, we have the eight o'clock news, and then we'll have encounter with God.
Fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts 10 a.m. every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live, designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. 